peace, love, and blessings to my dear sisters. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. This month, our focus is all about holistic health. What does it mean to live more holistically? Living more holistically means to live more naturally. That means that we're connecting our mind, our body, and our soul in the way that God intended We're reducing excess waste in our lives. We're encouraging the use of natural remedies to help improve our overall health and wellness. And we know that God's plan for health has always been holistic based on 3 John 2. My beloved brethren, I wish above all things that you prosper and live in good health, even as your soul prospers. I am so pleased to share that the three-day Space for Her conference exceeded my expectations. It was a time of tremendous blessing. God poured out His Spirit mightily. It was a time of truly deep inner healing. And I just want to share a few of the testimonies from the women that came out of that conference. Here's one testimony. One sister shares, This is the first time that I have ever felt safe amongst a group of other women. Another woman shares, I was unsure of what my purpose was, but now as I'm leaving the conference, I am crystal clear on the vision of what God wants me to do. Another sister shared, I've been to a lot of conferences And this is the best conference that I have ever attended. All I can say is, oh my, wow, (laughs) wow. We left the conference overflowing with God's presence. And we're looking forward to what's in store for 2023. And so I'm soliciting your prayers and pray that you're able to join me in the space for her crew at next year's conference where we will be breaking new ground in 2023. Welcome to Mental Health Monday. This is where we discuss all things related to mental health. And today's topic is the stigma surrounding mental health. Is there mental health discrimination in the church? Before we get into the show, I need to ask a favor of you. I'm asking you if you haven't already done so, to follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, all at Women Rock Health Coaching, so that you can receive more content on how to rock your world naturally, according to the scriptures. I would greatly appreciate it if you would join in and help to build our community of health. Today's show has two sponsors with the first being the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I remember a time in my life when I went through major health challenges. I was suffering from chronic fatigue, a form of fibromyalgia. I woke up in pain every single morning, and I knew I had to do something different in order for my health to improve. And so through prayer and holistic practices, God showed me how to recover my health. And to further my health journey, I had to renew my mind to health, and I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition 
the largest nutrition school in the world. Through IIN, I was taught how to nourish, heal, and thrive in all aspects of my life. The Institute for Integrative Nutrition integrates science and the spiritual and teaches you how to tap into the innate wisdom of your body to transform all facets of your health and find your purpose to transform your life. With more than 95 world-class educators who are leading physicians, researchers, and wellness experts at the forefront of health education, the IIN Health Coach Training Program provides a holistic health education that cannot be matched. Because of the education that I received through IIN, I am now living a life that I love. And maybe you're a woman who's listening and you want to find out more about health and education. You too can live a life of love by joining IIN's next generation of health coaches. Yes, it all starts with you, ladies. You can unlock your potential to nourish, heal, and thrive. So if you'd like to take your health to the next level and become a part of the next generation of health coaches to help other women to live healthier and happier lives, or even start a new career, visit my website at Women Rock Health Coaching and click on the link at the top of the screen that says, I'm in. That's I'm, the capital letters I-N-N. Once you're there, you can take a free sample course and explore if IIN is an option for you. You can also receive an additional 20% off of IIN's special 30th year anniversary price. Ladies, are you looking to level up on your water intake by drinking water consistently throughout the day every day? We hear on a continual basis that we need to drink more water, right? And why? Because it has countless benefits to include regulating our concentration, our focus, clearing our lungs, flushing out toxins from our kidneys and liver, and water gives us natural energy. What if I told you about a special water bottle that was crafted to help you lose weight naturally? It's called the Slim Crystal Water Bottle. It is the world's only crystal water bottle created to infuse water so that it can help support healthy weight loss. By drinking two to three liters of water from the Slim Crystal bottle every day, it's a great way to support healthy weight loss, maintain healthy digestion, high energy levels, and it can support your health and long-term youthfulness amongst many other benefits. The unique combination of crystals is so powerful that it has been used for decades to help thousands of men and women change their lives for the better. And now it's your turn. Ladies, I love this slim crystal water bottle because it's one of a kind and it is infused with nine authentic gemstones that were created by God himself. Did you know that just like essential oils and various plants within our universe, that gemstones also have healing properties? Well, this water bottle contains healing gemstones such as red jasper, amethyst, clear crystal quartz, and others. And we are so confident that you are going to love this product, that it comes with a 100% satisfaction and 60-day money 
get money back guarantee. So you can go to my website, womenrockhealthcoaching.com, click on the link that says work with me, and then you'll find the Slim Crystal water bottle to order your very own water bottle today. Order your water bottle. You'll feel great all day long with the Slim Crystal water bottle. Today's show topic, stigmas surrounding mental health. Is there mental health discrimination within the church? According to the National Alliance on Mental Health, also known as NAMI, approximately one in five adults in the U.S., 43.8 million or 18.5% experience mental illness in a given year. Many of these individuals turn to their church and their faith for spiritual guidance in times of emotional distress. Unfortunately, there is still stigma attached to mental illness in many Christian arenas. The prevailing culture of silence, along with misguided attitudes and erroneous expectations, often cause suffering believers to feel shame, blame, and very unsupported. So what does this mean? With these statistics that have been given, it means that many Christian women are suffering alone in silence. Some further statistics show that approximately 1 in 25 adults in the U.S., that's 9.8 million or 4%, experience a serious mental illness in a given year that substantially interferes with or limits one or more major life activities. 18.1% of adults in the U.S. experience an anxiety disorder such as post-traumatic stress disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and specific phobias. Research has found that there is a real disconnect between a pastor's familiarity with mental illness and how proactively the churches approach the issue. While there are genuine desires to help those who experience mental illness, There are are not proportionate ways or concrete support actions taken to help individuals. Many surveys show that there's a lack of training for leaders on how to recognize mental illness. There are few churches that have plans to assist families that are affected by mental illness. And few churches are staffed with counselors that are skilled in mental illness. And so when it comes to our mental health, Why is there such a taboo on this topic? Why don't we talk about it? I think that it's rooted and grounded that there are some common experiences as well as some misconceptions that are um, associated with mental illness, whether those come from the pastor, individuals, lay members, or loved ones. Many times it's just a, a ball of confusion in a sense when it comes down to how to properly address and talk about the subject of mental illness. And many times when we talk about mental illness, it's seen as a sign of weakness. And this is something that I can personally relate to because I am a veteran honorably retired from the United States Air Force. And I battled with post-traumatic stress disorder, now PTS, post-traumatic stress, for a very long time. I witnessed one of the most horrific aircraft accidents in the history of the United States Air Force that involved 
my commander and many leaders that I worked with in my unit on a daily basis. And instead of really addressing the matter or really knowing how to approach the matter, I bottled it up. And I was one of those individuals, as the statistics shared, that I was suffering in silence because I felt that if I did talk to someone about it, it might impact my career in the military negatively. At the same time, I was also serving as a leader in my church. How would I be seen as a leader in a position? Would I be seen as being a person that's weak, that I'm supposed to be the one that's here to support and encourage and uplift and minister to many other peoples? But what happens when, you know, those who are ministering are going through bleeding within their own soul due to trauma that they have experienced. And so many times it's just not the lay members or individuals that are coming into the church that have mental illness. It doesn't matter whether you're a lay member, whether you're a pastor, whether you're an elder, a prophet, a teacher, a leader. There are times when we're all going to face bouts of depression. Look at Elijah after he faced um, so many of the false prophets and um, Jezebel on on Mount Carmel, showing that our God was the true and the living God. And after he had that great victory, the Bible says that he was caught in a spirit of fear and anxiety and ran out of fear. And so he was a mighty man of God. He was a leader, but he faced a time of depression, which means that none of us are untouchable when it comes to this. And so it's not seen as a sign of weakness, but this is a time that when we do go through those periods that we need to seek the strength of the Lord, because in our times of weakness, it's that his strength is made mighty or shown to be mighty in our lives. Some individuals may not want to talk about mental illness because they think it just may be a testing of our faith. And, you know, this could be a very heartbreaking way to approach it because it it certainly could not be a testing of our faith, although God does allow tests and trials to come our way. Um, But when mental illness is at the front of our lives, many times it's based on some type of trauma, some type of deep hurt that we've faced in our individual lives. And so I think that many times that where the issues lie is that the church truly is um, genuine in their approach and wanting to help and to minister to individuals when it comes down to their mental health. But many times it is a, approached in a spiritual manner. And this is what I mean by that, is that the way that God created us, he created us to be a body, a soul, and a spirit. And we know that our spirit is that part of us that communicates with God. It is the part of us that connects with God through prayer, through reading, fasting, meditation. That is how we connect with our creator. And so the soulish part of who we are is comprised of our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. This is the part of us that the trauma takes place in the hurt, the deep wounding 
takes place within the soul. And so the approach that we must take when it comes to healing and addressing mental health issues, it is not based on a spiritual matter per se, but we have to address what is it that came in, what, what door was open to allow that wound to come in and affect our soul. Now, if it goes on long enough to where we're not addressing that soul wound, it certainly could result in a form of spiritual bondage. It could um, result in demonic oppression that comes in when we're not addressing it in that way. But we've got to get to the root of the matter of where it all took place, where that entryway came in concerning our soul. And so just like the word of God says that when the prophet Jeremiah was speaking to um, the children of Israel, I believe it's in Jeremiah 8.22, when he said the question was asked to Jeremiah, is there not a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul? And so from that scripture, it lets us know that just like our physical bodies can be sick, just like we can experience things from symptoms and pains and aches from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet, we can experience those things in our physical body. Well, our soul is the same way. The Bible says that our souls can become sick. So if our souls become sick, there must be a remedy to be able to heal the soul. And so after this commercial break, I'll share a number of ways where we can help to bring that healing balm to your soul. Thanks for joining in. You're listening to the Rock Your World Naturally show, where we are rocking your world with all things natural according to God's plan for total health. It's the place where healthy women rock. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, all at Women Rock Health Coaching, for more content on how to rock your world naturally. Here are a few upcoming events for Rock Your World Naturally. You can join me for my free Facebook Live webinars on Your Holistic Lifestyle Part 2 on Thursday, August the 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and the Stress Less webinar on Thursday, August the 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where you'll learn life-changing habits for mindset, soul, and body to lower your stress levels. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about stigmas that are associated with mental health and is there discrimination in the church to those who are facing mental health challenges. Before the commercial break, I shared that many times within the church that we are addressing the soulish issues in a spiritual manner, but we need to be able to apply specific approaches to the soul in order to bring healing. And so I just want to share some things that you can do on your own in your personal life, or you can share these tips with other women or with others to help them on their journey to healing mentally. The first thing I want to encourage you to do is ladies, please get help. 
a lot of people in the Christian community may ostracize mental health treatment, but it cannot be a counterproductive um, approach because the way that God created us, again, with our body, soul, and spirit, we cannot neglect the soulish realm of who we are. I believe that the soul is one of the most neglected parts of our of our makeup, the way that God designed us. He said that when he breathed the breath of life into man, he became a living soul at that moment, at that point of contact. And so we don't truly address the need to heal the soul in the manner in which God created it. And so whether you need to seek out help to talk to someone about what you are going through, know that it is okay, that you can grant yourself permission to say, yes, that I will take care of my mental health. Another thing that you can do is eat well. And you know that this is at the forefront of all that I love and, and want to talk and share with women is concerning how food affects our mood. There are certain foods that will cause you to be in that state of further depression. And there are foods that will elevate you out of depression or that will boost your mood naturally. And so eating well, a whole food diet, you are eating humanely raised meats if you choose to do so. We want to be able to give our body that fuel that it needs and able to function properly to, to help us to get through a trying time. Because when we're feeding our body with foods that give us energy, then we're going to be able to move throughout the day more successfully. Exercising daily. Movement is medicine. Study after study has shown that when we exercise, that it can be more effective than an antidepressant. And so we've got to get out and move. So whether you're on your job, take those breaks that you're allotted, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's 15 minutes, put your sneakers on, ladies, go outside, walk around the parking lot, walk up and down the street. If you don't have that have those um, privileges to be able to have the space to walk if you have stairs within your building. I've done that before in the past, especially in the winter months when it gets cold and there's no place to really walk because of the snow here in the Northeast region. Put your sneakers on and walk up and down the stairs, walk up and down your hallway, just so that you can begin to get some type of movement, movement in your daily activity. Another thing that you can do is read more, especially the Bible and other Christian resources. Reading the Bible is great for the soul. I heard Max McLean say that many times as he has read the Bible. And so reading the Bible is great for the soul. Our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. Because what that does is what Romans 12, 1 and 2, when Paul was talking to the Romans, he said that we need to be transformed or changed by the renewing of our mind. How do we renew our mind? 
by reading the word of God, by meditating on the word of God, by reading things that are positive, things that are, that are going to elevate our thinking. So we want to be able to partake in more reading activities. Put those digital devices down. I like to say that we can take a Sabbath moment from those digital devices. Turn off the ringer, turn off the vibrator, put them away in a drawer, tuck them in your purse so that you can get alone with with that paper that you're reading within the book. Another thing that you can do is memorize scripture. The Bible says that we want to hide the word in our hearts so that we don't sin against God. And so that memorization of scripture will help us get through those valley experiences. I know that for my own life, when I was going through major times of anxiety in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, it talks about being anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so as I meditated on that scripture, as I memorized that scripture, it helped me to begin to think about being thankful. It helped me to be in a state of gratitude, of thankfulness, even in the situation that I was going through. Because when we're going through something, ladies, that sometimes there could be someone who is um, worse off than what, what we've actually experienced and what we have been through. One of the next things that we can do is pray. And that ties into the um, point that I just made there, that prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. It changes us. It changes how we see the world. It changes our perspective as we begin to reflect and meditate on the goodness of God because prayer is so powerful. It has a very powerful effect. The Bible says that the effective, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, that it avails much. So know that God hears your prayers and that he will respond in due time. Another thing that we can do is please avoid the news. How many of you know that the news is not the way that the news used to be in times past? The Bible says that the enemy is the prince of the power of the airwaves. And so the airwaves are filled with so much toxicity when it comes to social media, when it comes to the news that we are listening to, that we have to be able to separate ourselves because if you are continually filling up your soul your mind, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you are subject to. If you are continually exposing yourself to a barrage of negativity, filling your cup, then guess what? You're going to be overflowing with so much toxicity in your soul to the point that it can create depressive symptoms. It can cause you to feel oppressed. And so we need to pull away. Something that I encourage you to do is something that I do is that if even if you look at the highlights of the news, maybe it's once or twice a week that you look at the major highlights that are going on in our nation as well as our world so that you don't don't get so sucked into the negativity. So sometimes we need to even detox our soul from those negative things that we are exposed to. 
The next thing is positive affirmations. And I am a firm believer in positive affirmations because this is one of the main ways that I got free from depression. When I was going through depression, I came across a little white book by the name of Creative Power Will Work For You, written by Dr. or yes, I think he was a doctor, Charles Katz. And so he wrote this book based on revelation that God gave to him about the power of our words. And so the affirmations that are in this little book, it's a pocket book. You can carry it with you, put it in your purse, put it in, you know, your backpack, carry it with you. Now you can download the app, the Bible, the, uh, the book on your phone th- through your Kindle, and you can read it. And those affirmations are mixed with the Bible, as well as positive things that you confess over your mind, that you confess over your heart each and every day. And I can tell you from personal experience that within a week's time that my mind, my attitude was lifted as I began to speak to myself because words are so powerful. Our words carry creative energy, just like God's words create carried creative energy when he created the universe, we are created in the image and likeness of God. And so our words carry creative energy. So mind what we are saying when we are going through these times. Another thing that we can do is spend time with our families, spend time with our friends, because there is a synergy. There is a connectivity when we are fellowshipping, when we are around one another, two are better than one, right? And so it's not good for us to be alone. We want to be able to connect with people. God created us to be relational. That's why he did say it's not good for man to be alone because he knew that we thrive off of relationships. Asking for support. So when you're struggling And you have individuals in your life, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your sister, your brother, your siblings, your mom, your dad, surround yourself with those people that can support you through those times because we need one another. That goes back to having um, the relational approach to how we are going and moving through times of mental health challenges. So if you need that support, don't be afraid to ask for it because they want to want to be able to help. They do want to be able to surround you with the love, the encouragement that you need during those times. One of the things that we always want to keep at the forefront is that if you are going through a time of depression, if you are going through a time of anxiety, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to say that I'm having challenges, whether you're a leader in the church, whether you are a pastor, whether you are a pastor's wife, whether you are a lay member, we all need to have support sometimes when we're facing mental health challenges. And so the takeaways from our show today is that there's no shame in seeking help to take care of your mental health. I can often think about the highly decorated Olympic medalists, gold medalists, silver, bronze, Simone Biles, who taught the entire world what it means to ensure to make our mental health a top priority, even if we're ostracized 
or even frowned upon. Your mental health matters. If you need to seek professional help, know that it's okay to reach out and ask for help. Give yourself permission to take care of you. We'll end our show with this quote today. I have to do what's right for me and focus on my mental health and not jeopardize my health and well-being. Simone Biles. I pray that this show was a blessing to you today. Please share it with someone that you know that may be struggling or going through mental health challenges to let them know that they are not alone. I also want to encourage you to listen to the Rock Your World Naturally show wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate and review wherever you listen. For more content from Rock Your World Naturally, visit womenrockhealthcoaching.com.